Hello, podcast listeners. We're back for another episode of PWC Connections, the podcast. We're back in the bucket. This time I'm, I'm driving solo. I didn't have a co-host today, but I do have a great guest uh, joining me. I have the director of legal risk and procurement services, Mr. Ike Copeland. Ike, how's it going? Oh, it's, it's going good. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, thanks for joining us, first off. I know you're a busy guy. People should pick that up just from the title alone, your job title alone. Yeah, yeah. It's um, it's fun, though. I mean, I love what I do, right. and um, it, it goes by fast. Let me say I miss Nicole not being here. We were former um, we're pirates. Yeah. So, yeah, not former. I think that's always in the Yeah, heart, always right? in the blood, yeah. Okay. Well, Ike, I got you in here today because uh, we're, we're in June. It's hurricane season, uh, and we're talking hurricane preparation. And a lot of times when we talk about hurricane preparation, people think about it from the electric lineman standpoint of mm -hmm. us losing power. And uh, sometimes people may think about it from the water side, if there's, if there's flooding or an issue with that. But they may not think about it from your area's perspective and the things that you guys have to be prepared for in order for us the organization to be ready and and other steps but before we go there let's talk about your your, your title how, how you got to that title and how long you've been with pwc yeah well yeah good um yeah, my title's got a lot of pieces to it i um i started here as basically an environmental compliance specialist okay and um and that was kind of you know Kind of getting a good start to to round things up. My background is I've got a master's in in basically risk management, and um, you know so getting into the compliance field was always a goal of mine. And um, so once we did that, um, you know we came here and, and then they developed the risk management department in the late '90s. And um, so my timing, unbeknownst to me, was pretty good. I was able to get um, an opportunity to to fill that role, and we've since evolved into different. Um, to different areas that are related to risk management. Risk management, like many things, has become more more um, evident in these different disciplines here. So um, we've really grown, and uh, you know now um, we've got general counsel here. So the legal stuff is really uh, resides with his department, mm -hmm. and uh, he's doing a great job there. And uh, we're more or less dealing with claims and insurance and some of the real estate functions and compliance, um, as well as uh, contracts. So, and as well as procurement, procurement is the department in itself that falls under our, our um, umbrella there. So, um, very, very interesting. Always something going on, always something to do. So, I love what I do. So, yeah. let's say it's not hurricane season. It's mm -hmm. just the norm. What's, mm -hmm. what's uh, like a day-to-day -day or some things that come your way that you got to tackle? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, there's a lot of meetings and a lot of um, personnel issues and, you know, the the first thing I realized was I, I don't know as much as the people that are doing this stuff on a day-to-day -day basis. So I make sure that I just try to remove obstacles, robots for them to effectively do their job. And, you know, we've got some systems here that I'm more familiar with um, that we, we just try to run run things through the flight post that way. So, um, but every day there's usually a claim or two. Um, unfortunately, we do have issues. I got one when I was leaving here that somebody's uh, mailbox had just gotten run over. Um, and while we, we are not proud of when that happens, unfortunately it does happen when you drive over a million miles, right. um, you know, a year with all the, um, utility vehicles that we have. So that is, um, you know, the kind of thing that we have happen. Um, we'll have a, um, with the real estate market like it is right now, mm -hmm. we're getting all the challenges, uh, for us just acquiring easements to put in utility 
uh, infrastructure in different places is, is exponential to what it used to be. Um, and we're doing a lot more of that work. So um, there's a lot of putting out fires, but then we have long-term projects with the systems that we're doing. Um, contracts, for example, is a, is a program that we're trying to formalize and put into place right now. So that's a longstanding uh, project that we're working on. We're also trying to better engage our local vendors through our procurement initiatives that are out there. So there's all kinds, just a plethora of projects out there. Sure. Yep. So when hurricane season is starting to roll in, what are some things that you have to kind of take a look at? Mm -hmm. What are some opportunities for you? Yeah, um, yeah hurricane season, um, it's always interesting. And, um, you know, when I started here 25 plus years ago now, I hit my 25-year mark back in March. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm fortunate for that and have had, had a lot of great uh, bosses in my, my lifetime and leaders here. The, um, you, you, you folks can't see him, but he looks like he's in his early 20s, late late <laughs> late 20s. I'll say late 20s. Yeah, well, thanks. He's staying in good shape. Yeah. The, um, you know, Fran hit the first year that I was here. And, uh, you know, Lamont was saying earlier about how people typically look at things. Fran was a significant windstorm. It's probably one of the worst windstorms that's hit this area in the last 50 years. And um, it caused significant damage on our distribution system. And um, my job was to clean up a pond that had fish in it that a transformer has built in. So I got up close and personal real quick as soon as I got here with the, the mentality of this organization, which is uh, really, really impressive um, to, to then go to Florence and Matthew. And all those storms were totally different. So the lessons learned, you know, consistently is preparation, preparation, preparation. And you can't, you can prepare as much as you want to, but be prepared for the things that you haven't thought about. Right. And, um, you know, we were for Hurricane Matthew, it totally expected a, um, a windstorm, you know, some small wind damage and that kind of thing. But we ended up having a flood. Right. So um, don't leave the flood marker off your, off your list. It's certainly a risk. But um, I think preparation wise, I think you need to really, um, as a homeowner, I look at it because, you know, most of the time we're here and we have our families at home. Um, and I recently purchased a generator just in case the system does go down, uh, whether it's a hurricane or something else, making sure that's up and running, that I've got gas in it, um, and that my wife knows how to crank it up. Because I'm not, um, if I'm not going to be there, somebody needs to be able to fire this thing up and it's safely fired up so that you're not backfeeding or, or causing a safety issue. Um the other thing is with our reliance on um, a lot of folks are working from home now. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do if you're out of power or you, there's an issue with your own service? Let's say a tree falls down and it knocks your, your, your basically your service off. It's not really the utility's fault. What are you going to do? These types of things will happen. Um, so how are you going to get your kid able to access online schooling if that's what they're doing? If you're working from home, what are you going to do? Are you going to go to? Starbucks or somewhere else to kind of get on the internet and what's that entail from a security standpoint. So I would encourage people to start thinking about those things in this new environment of COVID and work from home and schooling from home and things like that. So it's really, really important um, to, to think about the current environment and what it's going to mean to you. Sounds, sounds like you're saying have a backup plan for sure uh, yep. for all the things that are essential. So if it's like you said, uh, the online schooling, even we talk about medical priority, people who rely on our services for their life-sustaining equipment. Make sure you have a backup 
uh, in place. Don't don't necessarily just rely on the electric company. Make sure that you have a, a backup in place. When it comes to uh, our responsibilities, PwC versus customer responsibilities, how would you lay that out? Or what are some things the customer should know? Yeah, um, and uh, this comes up quite a bit, particularly with um, you know with people working from home. A lot of times we will get requests that say, hey, I need proof that the power was out for so long. So um, we've got a system in process for you to get that information. The other thing is on the food side, um, you know, don't, you know, if a storm's coming or you're out of power, don't keep opening, limit the amount of times you open your refrigerator or your freezer. These things will typically hold for hours at a time. And I know a lot of that depends on how hot it is outside, but don't worsen your situation. And if it's a natural disaster, God um, driven event, um, you know, you've got some responsibility too to protect your food. And uh, just because you're out of power, it doesn't necessarily mean that whether it's PwC or another utility, we're responsible for it. So, so be mindful of that and make preparations as far as getting ice and things of that nature. I've got an extra freezer, and I mean, it's in my garage. And prior to a storm coming, I would just go to the store and just buy seven or eight bags of ice, and I'll have my, my coolers set aside. So if and when things do go south and we were to lose power, I'm able to put those certain foods into those those bins. And not all foods necessarily need to go into a refrigerated area. So just be mindful of that, too. So you've got to make those decisions on your own. But certainly you've got medications and things like that that you need to be aware of. And, and I would encourage you, too, if, you, if you've got a pending storm coming and you've got a prescription that you're supposed to be picking up, make sure that you're talking to your pharmacist or pharmacy about how can I get this in advance? What am I going to do if if you guys are closed or the roads are inaccessible and I need insulin or something, some critical medication that you're going to need. So um, keep those things in mind. We have uh, one of our videos on our YouTube. It talks about having an emergency plan, an emergency kit. Uh, you go to YouTube, F-A-Y-P-W-C, emergency plan. It'll talk about some of the things I just touched on. Uh, medication, having cash on hand, food, water, uh, supplies for your pet if necessary, we talk about being prepared for the first 72 hours. It's a catchy little phrase. The first 72 is on you. However, it may last longer than three days. So uh, that is kind of a minimum, having at least a three-day supply. Uh, excuse me, a three-day supply. You want to be prepared for however long this thing may go, or you may be without services. Uh, I, you got a, a wealth of experience because you've gone through uh, some hurricanes. I can recall one myself. I believe it was Matthew in 18. Mm-hmm. What were some of the things that you dealt with to help the organization be prepared? Because from my standpoint, I remember coming into the organization because we had to kind of work around the clock, all hands on deck. And you guys, you had things rolling like uh, people were coming in. They could, they could get food. Uh, they were able to get their, their whatever little things, knickknacks they needed to be prepared mm -hmm. and go out and do their job. I think you guys did a great job. But let me hear it from your standpoint of all the things it took mm -hmm. for that to happen. Yeah, well, Matt, Matthew and then Florence were were all um, great learning grounds, and I think with Matthew, um, we um, you know part of part of my responsibilities too is the emergency management plan function. So the SEMP, which is our comp comprehensive emergency management plan, is a living plan that we look at every day. So as a as an organization, whether it's a hurricane or tornado or a cyber um, event. We've got a plan in place early on, and we exercise and test these plans out. So um, 
fortunately for us, when Matthew was coming, we had just had an, a um, a trial run here, maybe a week before. And we usually try to schedule these things sometime in early August, looking at historical trends and things like that. We know about when our hot season is here for hurricanes. So we'll have an early training and then a subsequent training to kind of further remind folks that, hey, this is, well, fortunately for us, that one happened maybe three or four or five days out. So we were it was fresh in our brains. Um, so we start to do things like, you know, check our, every person here has a list of, a checklist of things, critical things that they need to do. So they'll go through those and then our leadership will make sure that those things have been done. Um, specific to mine, um, our group is responsible for a lot of the logistics, um, meaning that from a procurement standpoint, um, we want to help the warehouse be ready, uh, readily uh, stocked so that things, poles and things like that are available. Yeah. Um, but the most important thing is food. Right. And um, we found that out, or I found that out when one uh, back in Fran, is that folks will work with you if they have food. And our contractors will come here and help us um, quickly restore power if they have food and if they have lodging. So this, this was a major change for us. Mm-hmm. Um, because contractors are now all over the place and, you know, we may have had some at one point and they may have been out of town and so on and so forth. So we actually went on, a rec- basically we started to recruit contractors to say, Hey, look, this is what, um, what we can do. Um, this is what we can guarantee and we're going to have food and we're going to have a place for you to sleep. So during Matthew, once it hit, we, we went out and, and located rooms for folks to stay in. Um, and we also reached out to local uh, food suppliers and got a um, basically a cook to be on, on site mm-hmm. to provide food. Now, the problem was with that one, because the way it happened is we didn't have the food itself, which we've since fixed. So we went to all of the local grocery stores and just bought up all the bacon and eggs and sandwich meat and anything that they had. And right. we were very cognizant that other people had to eat, too. Um, so we didn't take it all, but we, we took what we, or we purchased what we thought was adequate to meet our needs here. And, um, and so things changed, it got worse. And this is one of those things that we learned on the fly is that, um, uh, we had a lot of our folks cooking eggs and bacon, you know, in the middle of the night to be ready for the next morning. Right. So the um, place smelled great. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So all, all of that happened. So how did that situation uh, strengthen or, or change your local network and partnerships, relationships? Did it, did it help it? Oh, in any absolutely. Way? Yeah. We, we saw a need because I didn't want to, I think I, I was averaging, I think we were cracking 900 eggs a, a session and um, that's not what we really wanted to do. Okay. So um, we, um, uh, we reached out to some local vendors and established said, Hey, look guys, here's some needs that we have. Um, can you help us out um, if this were to happen again? And they said, sure. They were more than happy to do it. Um, several of them said, we want to help you guys, help us. We want to work here locally. Um, so we partnered with them. And when the next event happened, which was Florence, they were right here to provide food for us. So we've had a chance to test that out, and it's worked effectively. Yeah. yeah. What are some steps? Let's say there are some damage or there's some damage and someone wants to file a claim. What are some of the steps for doing so? Yeah, definitely take pictures. Um, Check your homeowner's policy um, first. Um, But definitely you want to take pictures of what you've got, even video. Um, And, you know, kind of document what happened, when it happened, 
you know, sometimes events happen and they're so traumatic that you're not in the right mindset. Um, so it's always good to, to kind of either get somebody else to help you out or to reach out to someone and say, this is what I'm going through. What should I be doing? So I think documentation, documentation, documentation is the key for any claim, whether it's with PwC or your homeowner's carrier or, or even FEMA. Okay. Yeah. What, as a resident uh, or a customer, speaking from that perspective, what's the number one advice or uh, you talked about the generator safety and all those good things, having your family prepared if you're not available to be there, to be the leader, do you have any other advice you would leave a customer with in, in preparing for a hurricane or a storm or any type of emergency situation? That's a good question. I think you have to really plan for the unexpected. And um, I know with... Uh, the past two storms that everybody, a lot of folks did everything right only to be evacuated from their homes. Right. So don't expect to always be in your comfortable zone. Right. Great yeah. advice. All right. I, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to sit down and share your wisdom, expertise, and previous experiences. Uh, if you guys need to get in touch with uh, the risk or our legal procurement department, you can go on our website, FAYPWC.com, and get that contact information. If you want to get more resources or find out how you can be, be better prepared for a hurricane or storm, our YouTube channel has uh, tons of resources at FAYPWC. We're going to also constantly be putting stuff out on our social media. So Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all the same handle, FAYPWC. And please continue to listen to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, wherever. Thanks again, Ike, for the time. We're getting ready to get out of here, and we'll see you next time. All right.